Welcome to Chatsunami. Hello everyone, welcome to the very first episode of Chat Tsunami and today I am joined by my very good friend Craig, thank you for joining me. Hello, no problem Chat Tsunami, happy to be here. Yep, always glad to have you on. Um, I know it's a bit weird that it's not going to be another um, Fall Guys session this time. I know, I'm kind of in that mood, I'm like, how are we going to like do Fall Guys? I might just go jump like jump out, out down the stairs later just to get that get that emotion out of me. What a start to the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as you can see by the screen, uh, today we're going to be talking about the very famous um, tabletop game, Dungeons & Dragons. So before I go into that, Craig, how would you describe Dungeons & Dragons? Like if someone came up to you and said, what is Dungeons & Dragons? How would you describe it? You know, it's, it's actually a question I've kind of wrestled with for years, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, because uh, it's one of those mm-hmm. things that I like love so much. Mm-hmm. And um, it's one of those things that's like, I've made Word documents to try and explain it. I've like sent people videos to try and explain it. There's like very little ways of explaining it just within, you know, a sentence. It's a tabletop interactive storytelling game, is what you tell people. But then they're like, how does that mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The best like the best thing I can say to people that don't have a clue what Dungeons and Dragons is, is it's like a board game mixed with st- storytelling, but honestly just go watch a video on YouTube and that will teach you a bit and then <laughs> you can say it in a sentence. Yeah, it's and kind of... or, or listen to a podcast. Oh, we'll that... try going to it the next hour. That is true. You can't see it, but I'm winking just now. The... <laughs> <laughs> what a plug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of weird because it's like before you play Dungeons and Dragons, you would like literally just say, "Oh, it's a tabletop game. It's all about role playing fantasy." But when you've actually like immersed yourself and actually played the game, you're like, "Well, let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you about my character." And it's you know that I can't remember if it's the show Community or it's one of these show like American shows where it's the guy and he's got like all the pins in the wall. And it's yeah. like the conspiracy board. It's almost a bit like that, where you're trying to explain <laughs> what Dungeons and Dragons is. You're like, okay, <laughs> first of all, there's this place, right? And then there's this god. And, you know, you get into that and it's just, oh, it's it's such a good game, though. To me, the, one of the incredible things about it is, like, I'm a massive fan of video games, like RPGs mm-hmm. in particular. Yeah. And going into it, there's, like, a bit of an expectation. It's going to be kind of like, like Skyrim kind of game like that's kind of the i think that's like the thing that people think of the most when they think of like rpgs yeah uh, tabletop rpgs like oh skyrim and then you've got like if it's modern like fallout but even within dnd it's so different even as a player like playing mm-hmm. a, a video game that is to playing Dungeons and dragons and things like that like the flexibility and stuff just like holding it another level i'll get into that deeper uh, as we go on but uh oh yeah yeah it's just yeah no it's, it's... hard to explain because there's, there's nothing else like it apart yeah. from other tabletop games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's such a versatile game. It's like, if you ask somebody, like, oh, how was your D&D session? No, like, two games are really the same, if you know what I mean. It's like, you could ask someone and they might just be following, like, the book, like, from scenario to scenario, but then you get other people who are, like, in anime-based, maybe, <laughs> adventures, or are based on, like, all these other things. It's just, it's such a flexible game. So I've seen a guy on uh, on Reddit recently, just to follow up on that, he was doing a yeah. World War One based game, mm-hmm. and what they'd done is he'd re- re-skinned all the weapons to be uh, guns, military guns from World War yeah. One. It was actually, like, really, not realistic, because obviously it can't be, but you know what I mean, like, in terms of, like, the specs for the guns are based on real life yeah. and stuff, so the amount of flexibility in the game is ridiculous. So yeah, let's jump into the meat of Dungeons and Dragons, or I suppose, I suppose would you call it the dragon of Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> the luncheons and flagons of Dungeons and Dragons? You know what, I'll take it. Don't ask me to repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, so thank you all for coming. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, of course, since you're the guest, Craig, you know, I'm a very good host. <laughs> I can't, I can't like flex a moan chat, but yeah, how, so I suppose this is quite a basic question to start off in, but how did you hear about Dungeons and Dragons? Like, what was the first experience you had learning about Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, so Dungeons and Dragons is a funny one because, like, so I think a lot of people know it now quite a lot like mm-hmm. from tv shows and stuff 
but when I first started playing it, it was just before the kind of like community episode came out with it on, and then like mm-hmm. uh, Critical Role wasn't as big, and it was kind of like a wee bit earlier in the timeline. Um, Stranger Things obviously wasn't out either, so I hadn't, I had really no idea about Dungeons Dragons apart from it's that thing that the nerds play in cartoons. You know what I mean? That's all I knew about <laughs> it. And um, yeah, no, I was yeah, I'm absolutely the same. From my hometown for a while, lived um, the other side of the, the UK, and. Um, I met a guy down there, and I, I kind of, you know, you don't really know anyone, and he invited me around his house to play Dungeons and Dragons with a couple of other guys. Mm-hmm. You know, where I was like, fine, whatever, I'll turn up, but I'll, I'll sit at the back, I'll do the minimum amount of work, and I'll, I'm there to socialise, kind of thing. Is that like the angsty teenager? Exactly, it was angsty teenager, Craig. <laughs> like, mm, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so I went in with a. And I basically made like a pre-made character online. It was Dungeons Dragons 3.5, which is like one of the older versions, but it's like super heavy in terms of stats and stuff. So I did it all in like one night and morning. Mm-hmm. I sat through all these fucking stats, went through it all to make a, a barbarian called Uck. And the whole <laughs> thing is he didn't speak. So I could just sit there and mope if I wasn't enjoying myself. Oh my God. That is forward yeah. thinking though. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like He speaks entirely in grunts and mumbles. So I was like, this is fine. This is perfect for me. Yeah. And um, we get to the session. And um, the guy's doing like the intro and like introduce him to the world. I'm like, okay, this is all right, this is fine. And we get to like the first combat encounter. Mm-hmm. And he was an excellent DM, the guy, a guy called John, a uh, really good friend of mine. And um, it's the very first combat encounter. And we're fighting a bunch of the kobolds, which are like little dragons. Mm-hmm. And I basically took my, my, I think it was like an axe I had for my character, cut one of the guy's heads off, picked up his body and threw it at one of the other ones. And I just asked, I was like, can I throw a body at someone? Like, thinking I was being like, oh, God, you know, you know what I mean? In games, yeah. in video games, you can't do this shit. So I was like, well, let's see what happens. He was like, yeah, of course. Just roll some dice. And at that point, like, the penny dropped. I was like, this game's incredible. You mean I can just do these things? And so, like, from there, like, um, like I must admit to being such a, like, such a salty bitch about it to being... Like the one eighties upswing on it, if you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just such a one eighty from being just so totally disinterested to being like, wait, the actual game of this is incredible. Like it's yeah. so addicting and like getting all the kind of understanding what you can't do doing all that. It's really mm-hmm. that was the moment for me. Where I was like, I need to get more of this game, and that was when I started becoming a dungeon master as well over time. Yeah, um, played for some of those guys, and eventually I um, played for some of my friends when I moved back to Scotland. Uh, including yourself so i guess i'll throw it to you fraser what was your first experience with dungeons well i suppose i was kind of the same as you um in the sense that the first time i heard about dungeons and dragons was probably like you know how you saw all those american films where it was like you always had the nerdy kid or the nerdy stereotype and for some reason Dungeons and Dragons was always like the thing that would come up. If it wasn't that it would be like Star Trek or Stamp Collected. You know, that the stereotypical yeah. what makes a nerd oh, Dungeons and Dragons playing in a basement, no friends, which is kind of ironic because Dungeons and Dragons is like a very social game. Yeah. I mean technically you can play it on your own, but it's like whenever you see them they're like always playing with friends so you're kind of like well you're kind of fighting your own stereotypes here so like until then it was like it was something I didn't have any personal like investment in it was just that kind of stereotype where someone was like you know yelling nerd and all of that and I think it was one time when I came back it must have been university I could be wrong but I, again, like I used to live away from uh, home when I went to university. And I came back one time, and I think it was when I met up with you, Craig. And we were sitting there just chatting, catching up. And then you turned around to me and you said, oh, by the way, do you want to join my D&D session? Mm. And I kind of like did like a double take as if D&D, you mean... Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> and like all these kind of stereotypes... <laughs> <laughs> we're like flying through my head like Homer and um, the Simpsons yelling nerd and things like that I was like is that gonna be me and I was like I, I was really surprised because like I didn't like honestly like I didn't see it coming really and then I was like yeah okay I'll try it but I was like really nervous because I didn't know what to expect because it's something that I've heard about like quite a lot but I never 
uh, like ever played it. Um, I think the closest I ever got to D&D was like, you know those choose your own adventure books? And then oh, yeah. I would end up cheating in the end because I kept getting killed. And I'm like, <laughs> this, <laughs> this book is stupid. Um, and yeah, it was just so... It, it was really... Like, once I got into it, so... I ended up, I went to your house, uh, Craig, and we started playing with a couple of friends from... I think it was kind of a mix, like some of your friends and people we'd gone with to school and things like that. And it was just such a chilled out, like, atmosphere. Like, again, I had no idea what to expect. And I think my first character was a gnome bard called Blimbro, which the only reason I made him a gnome is because I forgot halflings were a thing. And <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's like, I was like, oh, be a gnome. And then, like, halfway through, when I think you said something like, oh, and the halfling walks by, and I'm like, oh, god damn it, I forgot they existed. <laughs> or it might have been a couple of sessions <laughs> in. But either way, it was like the point of no return. And I'm like, okay, I guess I've got to be a gnome now. <laughs> but uh, I don't regret it. But the only reason I called him Blimbro was because when I was at uni, I got into playing a little bit of um, Lord of the Rings Online. Absolutely. I wasn't the biggest fan, but I ended up playing a Hobbit uh, bard-type character called Blimbro. Because I think that was like one of the um, randomised uh, names that you could get. So I just ran around with this guy called Blimbro. So of course when you asked, oh, what's your character called? Who do you want to be? I was like, oh, I want to be called Blimbro. So that was the beginning of Blimbro. And... I don't know, like, what the... So you were saying, like, when you were told, oh, you can throw a body. <laughs> like, that was the turning point um, that really got you into it. Like, I'm not quite sure. I don't... I think it's... I think a lot of it is just because of the people that I played with, I think, as well. And I'll kind of get into that later, but I think that definitely because I was playing with friends... There was no like real judgment, if you know what I mean. Like we could yeah. all just kind of relax and kind of role play out our characters. I mean, in that session that you like first DM'd, like we had some crazy characters, <laughs> <laughs> like just utterly insane. It was just absolutely crazy. But yeah, it was like really fun to get into, and then like each session, it just it allowed us to kind of develop our characters and things and. Yeah, I got really attached to my, like, wee bard, but, oh my god, I'll talk about him later, but all I can say is, I think I play bards, like, the wrong way. Um, <laughs> So, kind of just, like, off tangent, but everyone seems to play, like, every time I see a meme about, like, a bard character, everyone says, oh, they're a flirt, or, oh, you know, they seduce the dragon. Yeah, my, my character didn't do that at all, I don't think, unless you can remember, Craig. <laughs> Um, but, um, I think you, you you've been you were persuasive in the past, but I don't think you were ever flirtatious. Yeah, definitely. Certainly not in game. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just it was so oh so uh, yeah it was like I was reading the memes and I'm like ah oh, that's how you're supposed to play a bard and I think this was like the second last <laughs> session we ever did. I'm like okay, I've messed up somewhere along the way, guys. Just <laughs> let's wrap it up. <laughs> But yeah, I think just a, a kind of mix between like being able to hang out with friends and yeah, just like a really good story that you'd created, that's kind of what really got me into it. And I suppose that kind of leads on to like my next question for like, why do you like playing it? Like what hooks you into D&D, would you say? I think that the social aspect is like, mm -hmm. and again, go back to the like we were laughing about earlier about the stereotype it's supposed to be an anti-social yeah. nerds thing but actually like for me um, especially like I said I've been away um, living away for a year mm -hmm. or two and I came back and see so just getting like six of my friends together mm -hmm. um, so it was yourself um, my wife my girlfriend at the time two like two of my friends and um, from uni and people from school and I just getting that group like people that maybe not wouldn't wouldn't maybe have hung out together and getting us all yeah. together and just kind of chilling out and it was like I, we used to have like a bit of a running gag where um mm -hmm. i'd say oh the game starts at two and we wouldn't start to like three because oh, we'd yeah. just be like having a laugh and just chatting about other shit because that's you know we're all friends and that was for me that was such a big a big part of it mm -hmm. um the other side of it for me personally is um sort of the creative 
output side, I'm quite a creative mm. person. Um, but I've got uh, dyspraxia and dyslexia, which makes it quite difficult for me to uh, write and draw and things like that. So obviously, the actual, um, for me, mental planning things is really fun. Like I, That's my kind of creative outlet. Yeah. So D&D was a perfect version for that because I could, you know, I could draw the odd mind map and you know it yourself when I presented notes in D&D. I never had intricate notes. I never had drawings. I found things online and mm-hmm. Googled it and show you pictures. And like, for me, that kind of creative output was really exciting to be able to do something like that because mm-hmm. like all through like school and stuff, you don't really get told about like, oh, this is like improv. It's like, a, like an art form, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of, yeah. I, I don't quite know if you don't know. I don't know if you quite know what I'm getting at. But basically, no, no, say, yeah, like, yeah. No, I see what you creative think. Output, and there's nothing else like it that I've found. Um, apart from maybe wrestling, but I won't go too much into that. Mm. But <laughs> it's like its own like creative output. Yeah. And um, so those two reasons definitely the socializing and the creative side of it. Mm-hmm. And that counts both as a player and as the dungeon master, games master kind of person. I think both those sides get a lot of creative output, which is cool. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the closest thing I can think of just when you were saying, like in school, there wasn't really that. I think the closest that we came to that was probably like creative writing in English class. But even then, it was kind of constricted by, you know, certain rules and things. It had to like fall under a set criteria. Whereas Dungeons and Dragons, you can be as like free as you want and <clears throat> borrow um, <laughs> different <laughs> ideas. But yeah, you can be like as creative as you want, whereas in that kind of scenario, it's like, yeah, sure, you can be creative as you want, but at the same time, you know, you have to follow the rules. Whereas in D&D, there are rules, but in terms of the story, I see what you mean. It's like, it's, yeah, just a way to kind of express your ideas through like a really fun game. 100%. Yeah. And I mean, I suppose... Oh... I mean, that's a really hard question. Like, why do you like playing it? Mm. You know, other than me, like, living out my fantasies as a gnome bar to <laughs> punch people in the nether regions. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but no, jokes aside, it's like... Yeah, I, I totally agree with you when you're saying, like, it's a social thing. Because I was talking to, like, one of our mutual friends, um, Adam, who you might know from the Sinner Sandwiches um, streams. And I think before we got into playing Dungeons and Dragons, we had only met like once before it. And I mean, like at the time, you know, it's like you meet one person and you think, oh, he's a great person. But it's like there was kind of no reason in a way like for us to hang out at the time because we didn't really know one another. But I think because, as you said, like we were all getting together and, you know, just having one day just for a couple of hours to socialise with one another and kind of catch up. Because I was kind of laughing when you said that, that you would always say, oh, we're starting at like one o'clock or two o'clock sharp. (laughs) And uh, yeah, like it's not an exaggeration. We would genuinely spend like an entire hour just chatting about, you know, like either our days or like, it's just, just completely random stuff. And then at the end, there would be this kind of pause where we would laugh and go, and then Craig would say, "Right, so we um playing D and because yeah, you're like you know I can go, you know I I can <laughs> I can like straight up and leave." And I was just like, "No, no, it's fine. <laughs> fine I guess we'll play D and D." But I mean, it's true though because I remember like when we started. I think that was probably the same time I was at university, and as I said, I lived away from home, so. I didn't really get a chance to like meet up with a lot of my friends unless I was like visiting for a weekend or something like that. And as you said, Craig, you were away for a good while um, down south as well. And yeah, it was just it was just kind of weird. As you know that when you haven't seen like people from school for absolutely mm-hmm. ages, and then it's like when you get together and it's like, oh, how you doing? And yeah, you're just like, uh, as you were saying, it's just you're catching up with people. You're just, yeah, getting together. I, I do agree. I think the social aspect definitely is the winner in it by far. Because I've heard like so many horror stories of people saying, oh, I don't like D&D because of someone in the group might not have been nice to them or they might have taken things too far or just whatever. But I feel as if, like, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, like, but personally, I feel, like, really lucky 
to have like got you guys for the first group and I'm not just mm. saying that because you're like the first person on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> you... buttering me up right, exactly yeah because the paycheck hasn't gone through yet um, but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's like it was such an enjoyable you know time to yeah again just like come together and it actually inspired me although because of you know current events like I haven't really been able to organise a game um, but like before this all kicked off the good old 2020 we like got another game started where I decided to DM and if I'm honest like the only reason like I decided to DM was pretty much because of like seeing your campaign Honestly, it was like how much like you were, you know, enjoying it. And like even before D D, like I well, I used to like do a lot of writing and things like that. And I love doing creative writing and things, but you know, it's like it's like any creative thing, like even video games, it's like there's always that kind of burnout period where it's like you don't want to kind of return to it. But with D D because it's like you're planning, you're kind of world building, so you're planning your own world, you're planning what you want to do. And then, you know, it's like, it makes it all worth it. See, when you get people coming together and they just absolutely enjoy the game that you've done. Like, I remember, I think it was only you and Adam that had come. So this is like a challenge, like, for a lot of D&D sessions where... Yeah, I mean, you can agree with this as well, like trying to get everybody together. Oh, yeah. Like, for arranging the bloody night, yeah, it's like you think you know, you think like organizing the boss or doing like story writing is you know hard. No, 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 it's it's schedules and timekeeping, honestly. Um, so I always remember, I think it was just you and Adam, um, that had come in for a session and I was DMing at the time and it was just completely random because it was only your, just both of you and your characters and I was like, right, how am I going to like, how am I going to make this like entertaining enough but still keep it within the story and long story short involved them kind of like I don't want to say they hit a guard with a mace, which actually sounds better <laughs> than what actually happened. But yeah, let's just leave it at that, that they hit a guard with a mace. And, you know, and I, th- I think I think that's one of my other favourite things I have to admit, is just the fact that you can, and I know you've got an, a really good example of this, when you've got like an NPC that seems completely inconsequential to anything he's just there for one session you think right that's it he's going to come in he's going to give the team the plot and then that's it he's going to bugger off at the end of the game and then someone in the party does something and it ends up they're like a reoccurring character so i mean in my case it was that guard um who was called jeff i can't remember who called him that but yeah, it was like, yeah, now we've got a character called Jeff who seems to be having marital issues, but <laughs> he's like got a heart of gold and it's like, yeah, I, I had no intention of having him in the game. <laughs> but obviously thanks to like the party, you know, interacting with the world, which is great. Yeah, it's just amazing. So I was just going to ask, do you have anybody like that in your campaign or any old campaigns? Hundred percent. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, I just got off from you asking the question. Yeah. There. Um, sorry. Yeah. Just one. Uh, just one thing. Just to look back a wee bit as well. Just a second. Um, yeah. No problem. Just when you chat about the socialising aspect, this mm-hmm. is one thing as well where these like common events and characters almost become part of your like social mm-hmm. life outside of D and D as well. You know what I mean? Like we'll chat yeah. about these characters and stuff. And the one in particular, um, this guy, this character called Etsy Timbers, mm-hmm. who I misread on a sheet. And I came up, I came up with his name by accident, and I actually looked back at the old sheet for it. Mm-hmm. His name was actually misprinted. You know, it was I basically had him in to be like the character that introduces you to the world, and that was all he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And then he was just going to like, yeah, maybe run a shop or something later on down the line. It'll be him and uh, Mister Satsunami here. Basically, <laughs> c- condemned him to death on the back of a, a, a horse-driven cart for no reason, <laughs> and. Um, I decided, you know what? He's going to become the biggest villain in the game, and he was—he was the only character like that appeared multiple times, like the only bad guy that appeared like in every single um, 
season, as I called it, but every sort of 10 games or so, he was in every chunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was basically, he was the big bad in one season, I think. Like, he was like, oh, no yeah. final bar. Yeah, can, can I just give context for, like, no. why I condemned him? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Context needed. <laughs> No, no, I'm looking back here. <laughs> We're putting the reset button on this. So basically, the context of that was, um, I can't remember, but there was a big bad that me and another player were running away from. And we saw that they had somehow gotten in front of us. And it basically meant if we crashed into them, then that would be like, you know, goodbye. So this NPC, Etsy, uh, was driving the car. So I turned around to the other player um, and I, I was just like, yeah, let's jump off the, um, let's jump off the carriage. So that's what we did. We jumped right off, we landed, and we we're both looking at the one another thinking, oh, what a great job, you know, we got away. And then Craig, of course, who was the DM at the time, turns around to us and says, did you tell Etsy that you were jumping off? <laughs> and we both looked at each other like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then you like described how he's like turned around going G- guys and then it, there was just an explosion <laughs> and we were just like oh my god <laughs> that was like <laughs> yeah that yeah. was the reason that wooden cart was carrying like a hundred hundred kilograms of C4 or something <laughs> <laughs> I know just absolute carnage it was like a Michael Bay cart <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was so overly dramatic, but it was amazing. Um, but that actually leads me um, into my next question. What, would, what are some, like, favourite memories that you would say you have of D&D? And it doesn't necessarily um, have to be, like, the ones we played, of course. Like, is there any ones in particular? Definitely that, the one I mentioned before, the eye-opening moment for me, the moment of, like, throwing <laughs> that... Uh, dead NPC the other NPC had been like mm-hmm. this is what you like it's such a stupid thing to be hooked on but it was mm-hmm. that moment for me where I really just sort of cl- clearly mm-hmm. saw what you could do with D&D yeah. um, that moment you just described there is another one of my highlights another <laughs> another one of my highlights was um, the final final boss we did in our game uh, I've got two highlights from this and this was like the very I think four four or five years we ended up playing all in all mm-hmm. and um, must have been yeah and um, so I'd got married about three weeks before the final session of our game. So I'd actually been thinking about D and D over the <laughs> over the course of planning the wedding. And um, the I don't know if I've ever told this story actually. So um, the florist an exclusive, <laughs> an exclusive, yeah. yeah. Um, the florist um, gave us this all the flowers in these like green blocks. Mm-hmm. that you kind of press the flowers into and then we could take them out and put them up at the venue. Mm-hmm. And um, I see all these, this like, oh, it's like polystyrene kind of squishy stuff. And I see all this and I'm like, I have to keep this. So I had to like <laughs> uh, smuggle it out of the venue back oh. home um, because otherwise, everyone's just going to chuck it in the bin because it's just, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I smuggled this back home so that I could cut it up and use it as terrain for the very final <laughs> boss fight in D&D. <laughs> So that's so that's where that came from. One other uh, memory. So from the same same uh, session, the uh, final boss had like this like really clever like three phased multi tiered boss planned. Yeah. Um. So I thought I'd have quite a a, a difficult phase one where you guys beat me. You're like, oh man, that was great. Mm-hmm. Then phase two would be really hard, and then phase three would be kind of like the classic Final Fantasy thing, but they're actually not as tough. But <laughs> uh, we go. They get to the the very first like turn you guys are just like this has been five years in the making let's dust this bitch and instead of like playing the game like as you would in a video game where you just start with your basic attacks and work your way up you guys just hit every like the best moves across the entire board everyone hit the strongest move straight out the bat and it always made me laugh so hard and i laugh thinking about it now mm-hmm. it's just one of my favorite memories because it was just like i was at that point i realized the story i told was decent enough that you guys cared enough to kill this guy before he could do anything you was like yeah. oh jesus fucking christ it's this guy maul him <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i always remember that so one of the best like because i was a gnome uh, or i was playing as a gnome my character was very squishy like he wasn't like good at combat he wasn't good at fighting but what he was good at was like a lot of spells a lot of long range spells so 
when he went up to the top, there was a spell that he knew called Shatter. And it was essentially, depending on the level that you rolled it at, you could throw like several dice at the one time. And oh my God, like I just, I, I just went, as Craig was saying, I just went full out. And then I think everyone just followed. <laughs> and then it was that moment where it was like, I, I don't know, it was like, there was kind of a moment where it clicked and I kind of thought, maybe this was a bad idea. Because <laughs> I was, I was kind of like, huh. <laughs> well, that, this seems like very easy considering. And yeah, it was just, it went completely like off the rails from there. It was just kind of like, oh my God. But that was amazing though. I mean, I think, sorry, before I go into like mine, is there any other favourites that you've got? No, I think those are probably my top three. I think those are probably my top three. Um, Mm -hmm. Did have some other good games with other people, but I think those are my top three so far. Actually, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm going to throw a fourth in. Okay. Um, One of the sessions that you've been DMing, Mm -hmm. um, me and my wife have been playing kind of like two characters that know each other, and um, she plays as a Kenku bard, uh, sorry, Kenku rogue, so it can't speak English. You can only like repeat things. And that's been so fun. But like um, last session, so previous, when I was the DM, she played a cleric quite a a laid-back kind of like polio character you know what i mean mm-hmm. and this time she's playing like a pirate rogue and <laughs> it was you had us like the two of us in handcuffs getting mm-hmm. chased, chased to this like bandit camp or something mm-hmm. and it was just like this one rookie guard and us two and she, she was just like i shank him <laughs> <laughs> your face was like what it's like yeah yeah i shank him right now <laughs> do you know it's weird <laughs> Do you know it's weird because I like I I don't know yeah it was it was like you'd gone into this bandit camp and I think you'd like come up with like this elaborate thing that you were pretending like to take this prisoner or something like that and then immediately as soon as um, I think it was your wife had seen like there was only one bandit in that camp (laughs) she was just like yeah yeah yeah, I leap and shank him and I was like oh my god like it, it threw me through a loop because I'm like why <laughs> he was innocent it was only one day away from retirement yeah. actually just what about like, yourself and what's going to be your highlights um, well other than the ones you mentioned like the whole Etsy getting destroyed by that <laughs> I mean that was amazing but I think honestly because I feel as if like my character so when I started like my character was the stereotypical Oh, I want to be the best bard, you know, in the land. I want to, I want to get my name known out there. But slowly, as I kind of became more comfortable with the game, it became a bit of a sneaky bugger. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> like, genuinely, it was like, some things, um, yeah, some things were downright devious, what he did. Because I always remember, um, because the way I played my character, it was a bit cocky. But at the same time, it was like he wasn't the kind of cocky that he would betray his friends or anything. Mm. It was like very loyal to the rest of the team. Kind of partly so, obviously, that didn't derail the game or anything. But at the same time, it was like, yeah, it was like the kind of person that I wanted to kind of play him as. And I always remember there was one scene where one of our, um, I think it was a ranger, um, it was Adam um, who was playing the ranger. He got a pet crocodile at one point. And I, for some reason, I was feeling very cocky, and I found this other bard, and I stroll up to him, you know, like I'm like at his knees or something, and I'm like, you, <laughs> and I'm like, you, me, arm wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, imagine like this tiny gnome versus like this Mr. Tumnus looking guy having like a magical <laughs> arm wrestle. And long story short, I lost, and what I had done was I had bet um my friend's um pet crocodile on this match. So I wasn't about to like let him just walk away with that pet crocodile. I was just like um I was like shit how am I how am I gonna get out of this? So what I remembered was like before we got into like this like tavern, um Craig you had said like oh there's a dragon kind of circling outside and <laughs> and I was kind of like Huh. what if I can, and this is going back to your like thing about flexibility, I was like, yep. what if I convinced him that the crocodile was outside and I rolled, <laughs> and as soon as the guy like rolled out, uh, rolled, um, walked outside, I just locked the door. 
<laughs> and then it was like flash forward to the morning and you're waking up early to get rid of the body and I was like what how am I playing my character? <laughs> I genuinely I genuinely started as like kind of a very innocent, you know, shonen protagonist and then got into yeah, like indirect murder. <laughs> like that, um, for the pettiest reason. Comic? It's that comic we talk about quite a lot. There's a co- I don't know who's the who's the author of the comic originally, oh, but yeah. it's like uh, first session of D D versus session one hundred, whatever. And it's like this clown, mm. and he's like, oh, "I'm a big clown, and I hit people in the face with pie." Mm. And it's like oh, session one hundred. He's like, "I've sacrificed myself for the greater good. Don't yeah. tell, don't tell my wife I love her. She already knows, or something." Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. It's, it honestly sums up D D so well, yeah. though, doesn't it? It's like. Because, yeah, like, even I, like, got really serious. Like, there was a turning point, um, I think it was the last, like, um, like, the last season of your campaign, when mm-hmm. we were doing it, and, like, you know, spoilers in case you're keeping up with the lore. Thank you, in case you're with the lore, you have come to me to find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So if you want to, you want to catch up on the lore and the story. No, I'm kidding. So yeah, it was like, like everything had basically gone to shit in the world. Like the bad guy had the upper hand. You know, it was the classic. Like the villain was winning, and yeah, that's how my character. Like my character, as I said, like I think in the last season, one of like the highlights as well. I'm just thinking of like um, favorite memories was when. Oh, did you find it? I did, yeah, just posted uh, that in chat there. Nice. Um, one of my favourite moments was when we were supposed to go to this island to kind of convince a... I think it was a was it a prince or something for, like, financial aid or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, like, not to brag, but because my character was a bard, I was the most charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> right? So picture this, right? We're surrounded by all this opulence and all this wealth. Um, this prince is like he has been, you know, like taking people in the whole day, and we managed to like sneak our way past and get in and have an audience with this really powerful um, prince. So he's sitting there and he says, "You know what? Why are you here? Why do you need my help?" Blimbro, the lovable bard, um, walks forward. Takes a mouthful, <laughs> takes a handful of pistachios, puts them into his mouth, and this is where I rolled a one. So <laughs> halfway through my speech, I ended up choking <laughs> to the extent that the rogue who had just like started in the party had to intervene as I was choking in the back. <laughs> And it is, it's like going back to what you were saying before, it's like you cannot predict like how a game's gonna go. No. See, even if you like map it out, if you say, right, the team's gonna go to like I mean you can get the locations, like the team's gonna go to point A, point B, point C, you know, all of that. But you cannot like predict what is gonna happen there. Um because I know, like, and I don't know if you feel the same, but I've honestly been thrown through like such a loop. <laughs> with the way some of you guys like have interacted with some of the things in the world, hundred oh, percent, yeah. And it is. It's just like you're sitting there thinking, "Oh my god!" Like, how do I write myself out of this one? <laughs> <laughs> Although I suppose so. This is kind of a bit like off tangent, but that this is another thing. Like, see, and honestly, like I got like a real sense of appreciation. See, like when I started DMing and things. And you know, I got a real set. Like I knew it was like a lot of work, but it's see when you're trying to like create a world, you're trying to create it, make it believable and things. And then the media that you base it on essentially like indirectly copies your idea. <laughs> so yes, that's happened to me three times. <laughs> so yeah, this happened to me like literally like a week or two before I was about to start mine. And I mean, if you're into Game of Thrones, like I mean, spoilers for the last season, but um, so please cover your ears. But <laughs> yeah, basically in like my campaign, there was kind of like a lower uh, point where half of the city had been burnt down by a dragon. And I was writing this thinking, oh, this is so good. This is, you know, this is like a really good, um, you know, t- um, point that they can kind of 
interact with in the story. And then, like, a week before I was supposed to be doing this, the, like, second last episode of Game of Thrones came on, and I was watching it in disbelief, thinking, no. <laughs> no! <laughs> so I remember, like, when I said it, like, everyone in the group looked at me like, what, a dragon burns down there? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, a dragon burned down half the city. Yes, yes, just like Game of Thrones. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm just like, can we just, can we just move on? This <laughs> was like, oh, I couldn't believe it. Uh, but I mean, like, is there any, like, notable examples you can think of, like, for your ones? The biggest one was I came up with this idea about this eye in the ground that was going to be, like, a running symbol oh. for the main bad guys like where he drew his powers from was this like i had this idea about this like thing that lives in the earth and it was this eye you'd see mm-hmm. and i described it and you anime went oh just like that thing from full metal alchemist i was like <laughs> what no no it's totally different than I, I went back and i went and watched full metal alchemist i hadn't watched it yet at that mm-hmm. point i went and watched it and i was like yeah it's 100 percent the same thing <laughs> it was the exact same description I gave and everything. It's like, holy shit, I came up I came up with something. I mean, maybe yeah. that's good that I'm as you know, we're, yeah. we're both telling stories that are being told by professionals. Maybe that's mm-hmm. good, but like at the same time I was just I was furious. I was like, this thing was gonna turn up in my campaign a hundred times and now it's not coming ever coming back. <laughs> I don't think it ever made another appearance. Oh, is that why? I was so mad. <laughs> just it's like just like oh god i'm just imagining like the dramatic like writing on the notepad like <laughs> giant eye died going back to his home planet <laughs> like going on from like favorite memories and things mm. what would you say was like one of your favorite either creatures or races or things like that what would you what would be your go to would you say um in terms of races so you get like ones that characters can play and you get ones that you can sort of make the monsters mm-hmm. uh, certainly for like the characters uh barbarian uh sort of like half orcs like mm-hmm. the, that kind of like the big just chunky beefy boys mm-hmm. always gonna love that and yeah. in terms of monsters i love um i love the ones where you can give a little bit of personality to them so oh, i really like okay. goblins because mm-hmm. they can kind of be doofuses yeah. in my games like i always have um doofus goblins and then i like um <laughs> The opposite of that, we only encountered a few of them in our games, but mind flares, mm-hmm. you know, the Cthulhu looking oh, lads, they're really yeah, yeah. fun because they're quite like mysterious, ethereal, and kind of, mm-hmm. oh, they're, they're so wise and like they know so much more than what they give away and all this, and they, they uh, communicate direct with telekinesis, and that's really fun mm-hmm. to play with. Yeah. And then the other sort of third final one, um, which is a bit of a subversion, but I've done it a couple of times in our game where mm-hmm. I like the concept of liches. But I don't oh. think they're as cool as people make them out to be. <laughs> so I kind of do a subversion where they're usually a bit dumb in my games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I had them a couple of times and they were more like skeleton caretakers than like <laughs> full on wizard boys. You know what I mean? So I think I had two uh. liches in my game. And I, didn't, I hadn't realized it until later. But oh. yeah, I had two liches and both of them were like janitors effectively. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my God. Big yeah. lover of that. Yeah. But. Uh, what about yourself? What, what have you got for sort of favourite monsters and all that uh, races and stuff? I mean, I mean, I'm biased towards gnomes, of course, and oh. absolutely love bards. Like, again, I know I played a gnome bard, but, like, bards as a class is just so... I don't know, it's just it's such a fun class to play because there's, like, so much you can do with it, you know? 100%. As I said, like, when I played it, like, I saw the memes going around of people, like, saying, oh, <laughs> I roll to seduce the dragon. And I'm reading these memes thinking, oh, so that's how you're supposed <laughs> to play a bar. Like, I was a very angry gnome. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, he went around, like, being very petty. And, like, humour-wise, absolutely hilarious. But, <laughs> like... In a kind of like character sense, I was like, yeah, he would never, um, yeah, he definitely wasn't a flirter. That's all I'm saying. He was definitely, <laughs> he was not a lover, he was a fighter. <laughs> not a very good fighter, but he was a fighter nonetheless. Um, but for favourite creatures, um, so like in one of the first campaigns that I DM'd, I used one of the um, gelatinous cubes. Oh yeah, and I never realized because I know you didn't really use them as much in your game, um. But I remember using them in mine, and 
<laughs> I remember like there was a bit at the end where you managed to fight it off and like throw it away. And at the end it was like, oh, you've got like a be small one that follows you around. <laughs> and I think you just straight up yeeted that like right down the canyon. <laughs> you were just like, nope. <laughs> and it was like, but 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 you could have had it. It could have been a fun sidekick and you're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> down, exactly down the hole you know <laughs> we can't have anything <laughs> the other one as well um what was the other one i can't remember what they're called but it's like the frog people as well i thought were a lot of fun oh what are they called okay yeah yeah i can't remember but they're a lot of fun um i have to admit though like other than a couple of instances like I don't think you had many dragons in your campaign, did you? Like, I'm trying to remember if there was any instance where... Like, there was a couple of instances where you did have a dragon in your campaign, but I don't... Um, But yeah, I don't think we had any. Like, as I said, um, for dragons, at least in my campaign, that was like they're kind of in the background and they exist. But yeah, they're, they're, they're not like front and centre at the moment. Um. But I know there's a lot of people who absolutely love um, playing as um, mm. you, or sorry, playing with like dra- Like I remember, and I'm, ugh, I mean, I didn't really want. It's like I didn't want to have to do this, but oh, I just remember there was like a bad experience that I had playing D and D, and just long story short, like in the end the DM was like really pleased with himself because like the main guy at the end was like a dragon in disguise and that was supposed to be a session that was supposed to be like for like beginner players and I was kind of like eh, what? It was like oh yeah if you attacked him you would have died haha and I'm like what a welcoming way to like introduce D and D. Yeah, by the way, that guy's a dragon, <laughs> and he <laughs> that, yeah, that guy's a dragon, and he will kill you. But yes, yeah, sorry, I was asking. There wasn't many um, like dragons in your campaign, was there? No, right. I kind of. Um, it's difficult to do dragons well, to be honest. I think like mm-hmm. our team never made it past level ten or something. I think overall. Oh yeah. Um, and a lot of the dragons you get like the infant dragons but they're kind of not that fun to from my monster point of view and like yeah. in my mind anyway mm-hmm. and the, but the adult dragons are super cool but there's nothing you can't deal with them till you're so much later on in the game you know what i mean like yeah. there's no point putting a, a team of first time adventurers against a dragon you know what i mean we had yeah. one or two on the side we had one in a conversation and one that you guys had to run away from and i think that's all i did with them oh, right. yeah it's the trick you could bring into the game yeah because, I mean, they're so overpowered, though, as well, aren't they? Oh, yeah. That's genuinely something I worried about, I have to admit, like, DMing for the first time. Because mm. it's like you have to worry about, when you're DMing, you have to worry about, like, the level of the characters you're using or the level that you're, the creatures or enemies you're using. And I remember, like, the very first, like, encounter, I was, like, rubbing my hands thinking, ah, here we go, you know, this is going to be it, you know. They're going to, like, and I was, like, debating, I was, like, is this, like, too many bandits I'm throwing at these guys? You guys, like, wiped them out in two seconds. (laughs) And I was, like, oh, no. It's, like, you know the, um, that scene, it's like a behind the scenes thing for like the Phantom Menace where it's like George Lucas talking about like the battle droids and he's like, oh yeah, they just cut through them like butter. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like that. It was just like you guys just like, yep, that's it, I'm dead. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like I had to depend on the um, like captain of the, um, not Barbarian, sorry, the bandits. Um, yep. And... Yeah, it was like even then, like he wasn't a hard, um, like opponent. It was just because he kept stalling, and I think you guys kept missing him, or he just kept parrying yeah, something like that. Missing. Yeah, <laughs> it was because his like AC was like ridiculously high for the level, and it was like, yeah, this is just. And then I think eventually someone put his head through a table, but <laughs> oh my god, it was just, oh, it was amazing. But yeah, sorry, just like. Moving on to the last question, yeah, this, this is kind of like this is going to be very a whimsical future one. But what do you hope to do next? See for D and D. That's a good question. Um, mm. I'd like to go back to playing our game, not to mm. put you on the spot, of course. But no, uh, none taken. Yeah. I do need to. Um, 
apart from that, I'm keen to DM more, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. it's one of those things, like, you know, play the game's fun, but there's an itch I can't scratch with DMing a wee bit, and I'd like to go back to playing it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. There's a lot of groups that meet up online and stuff, and we'll, mm-hmm. I'd like to try that, I think, uh, at some point. Um, okay. If my internet doesn't keep dropping out like it did today for some reason. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's probably my next step, is trying to look online. Mm-hmm. And just before all this, I was going to actually play a game at my local... Uh, my local comic book shop, but I haven't managed to get into that obviously because of uh, world events. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's probably um, next up's probably uh, DMing online. So um, nice. Yeah, I think I'm pretty much like kind of following up on what you said. I'm probably the same, but more in the sense of I have to kind of kickstart our session again. Um, mm-hmm. Because I have to admit, like, I was very nervous. And again, I'm not trying to butter you up here, so don't get any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, like, following from your campaign, your our campaign was like, what, five years, did you say? I think so. Something Either like, four or five. It was a really, like, it's such a long time. And it, I think maybe it's because of that, that when I said, oh, I'd like to give DMing a try, I was like, I, I was so nervous at it. Because I was like, you know, you're falling from a campaign that we've been playing for like so many years, we've been getting so close and so like attached to these characters. And then it's almost like, yeah, it's like you're kind of saying goodbye to them, you're closing the door on it. And it's just like, it's, I mean, even the last session, it's like, see, like when we were leaving your flat that time, and it's like you had them all lined up. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like as silly as it sounds, because we used to use um, like really cool Lego figures. And yeah, as like silly as it sounds, it's kind of emotional when you like see that picture of them and think it's been about, you know, <laughs> five years, you know, you've been playing with these characters and they've survived more or less. Well, except for mine who died and then came back. But we, we, we don't talk about that. <laughs> Actually, I've got a wee a wee sort of treasure chest box uh, on my bookshelf and inside the inside mm-hmm. that is all the characters I haven't uh, I, I can't I haven't brought myself to take them apart or get rid of them yeah it's the main the main team and then uh, Ansem the bad guy mm-hmm. they're all there and I, I can't get rid of them I yeah. can't dismantle them they have to be there forever that's amazing uh, honestly it is it's just so like you do you get so emotionally invested and I think like it's definitely something that I don't know if People who haven't played D and D, kind of, I wouldn't say don't understand. Like I'm not gonna like be gatekeeping saying you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> he was a gnome bard. That is, it's like you, yeah. It's like you get attached. I mean, it's like a video game as well. You get so attached mm. to playing the one character or the one game, and then when you come to the end of that and you've just so thoroughly enjoyed it, you're just like. Yeah, it's kind of heartbreaking to be like, this is the last kind of session, and that's it. And don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean like, oh, it's the end of, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. You could still go on to other campaigns and things, but yeah, it's just like that kind of ending, like, in wanting to give your characters that you've been attached to, like, justice. That that was it, because it was difficult as well, because there was one point where I was like, do we keep going? Yeah. Like, that was a hard question to ask. Mm-hmm. And myself and it was we've reached the end of this four year story mm-hmm. but I'm not ready to end the game you know what I mean I wasn't yeah. ready to stop playing mm-hmm. and I was like do we just keep going do I invent another three year story you know what I mean yeah, you, you got uh-huh. the um, the Marvel problem it's like yeah. what's happened now of like Thanos is dead now what so yeah. that was kind of where we were at it was like do we try again do we keep going see if the magic comes back and I thought no if we kill them if we, if we leave it now mm-hmm. write them an ending and then it was it was difficult though to like say goodbye so to speak and it, it, it's yeah. such a weird weird way of putting it but it, it's mm-hmm. it, yeah like say so you're, you're locking up like part of like part of our shared history you know what i mean with all exactly. these friends have all enjoyed this thing together and i'm like cool that's it done mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a really weird sensation yeah because i mean it was like what you were saying before um about the whole social aspect and like as i said um the first time i met like a lot of those people like we played D with a lot of them were just casual acquaintances or the only reason I met them was because you and I would like go to like certain events with them. So it was kind of like, it was just by chance we would start, um, 
you know, we would just start chatting about, you know, like different things. But it's the fact that we were all kind of together. We were all like chatting, just sharing things. Like not even about D&D, but just like our day and things. And in that way, it got us so close, you know, that way. So it was like the part, that part of D&D was, I don't know, it almost felt like, and again, I'm getting sappy at this, but it almost felt more like a kind of like social event. If you know what I mean, like in a mini social event where you just got to hang out with your friends, and when that session kind of ended, like after all those years, you kind of thought, "Yeah, we as you said, like where do you go from here?" And it is, it's just, it's such a weird sensation thinking, yeah, like after you've been doing that for so long and you've kind of built up a routine. I mean, like, feel free to stop me, Craig, but. Yeah, it's like you have this kind of routine that you're constantly talking to people and then once you stop that, it's like, you know, it's like that kind of joke where it's like they look around and they go, oh, what now? Yeah, it's a great game though. Um, It's an absolutely fantastic game. In fact, sorry, before like we kind of finish up, I've got a question for you. What oh, yeah. would you say is more important in D anD D? Would you say it is the role playing aspect or the core gameplay? I'd say that's a so as a DM. I say that's a question you have to have with your players. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's always been role play. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the thing I like. But there's a lot of people play D anD D just for the rules, like just to play the combat. Yeah. Um, people that have kind of followed D, you know, you get the different editions of Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons yeah. and Dragons 4, but wasn't a million miles away from like a war game, like a tabletop war, war game. Mm-hmm. There were tons of rules, or well, D&D 5 went, uh, we'll get rid of a lot of the rules. Yeah. Um, one tool that I see quite a lot is really cool is like, it's like a called like the Session Zero plan, or the same Session Zero or something it's called. Okay. Um, I'll dig that out and put it in the Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really good for getting everyone thinking the same. I actually sent it out to you guys originally. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, do you like combat, yes or no? Do you like this? Yes or no? And um, the idea is trying to get, um, you know, get everyone on the same page. Because yeah, I love the role playing side, but if everyone wants to play combat, then you gotta have to change it. You know what I mean? That's but that's yeah. what again the flexible thing of D and D is. Yeah. No, absolutely. Actually, sounds really awesome though. Because yeah, I know what you mean. Like I have heard horror stories of like bad campaign. You know, it's like it sounds like an American reality TV show where it's like D and D campaigns gone wrong. And don't get me wrong, like, there's, like, there's nothing wrong with, um, like, playing your character, like, to be, you know, like, to be, I don't want to say useful, but, you know, to be able to, like, combat things and things like that, there's nothing wrong with that, like, and again, there's, like, nothing, no wrong way to play D&D, but I know there are some people who, as you said, they prefer the rules and they kind of focus only on that, but beyond that, it's like they don't interact with the other players. And I feel as if like they're kind of missing a trick there. But I mean, personally for me, I would definitely say as a player, definitely the role playing aspect. Because again, it's like a social, it is, it's definitely a social game. And yeah, thank you all so, so much for dropping by for the first episode of Chat Tsunami. Honestly, it was, yeah, it's actually been thank you so much. pretty amazing. And sorry, just in case you drop out again, do you want to advertise where we can find you in the future? You can find me on um, Twitch, I guess, but mainly find me on Twitter, at Beer and Chill Pod, and on Instagram. But yeah, you can catch me on Twitter under those names, or also Craig Ali Martin on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's all from me. Yeah, right. thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Thank Great. you. No, no, thank you for coming on. And yeah, seriously, guys, um, if you get the chance, like, check out the Beer and Chill podcast. I'm not saying this because I've been on it, but <laughs> <laughs> genuinely, it is such a fun podcast to, like, I mean, even be a part of. Because um, I was on the, I think it was, like, the PlayStation 1's 20th celebration one, was it? I think. Uh, 25th, I think. Oh, 25th, year, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. God, <laughs> God, I'm old. <laughs> where did the time go? <laughs> but yeah, I was on that and it was like a blast like taking part in it. And in all honesty, like the rest of them, I mean, you guys talk about like so many subjects, 
Um, like I think what was the recent one you did? Uh, this week we did. We spoke to um, another podcast, yeah. the Horgasm podcast. The massive horror fans. We just chatted about Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really interesting. It was kind of like uh, they're both from Canada. I've mm-hmm. grew up in Scotland, and Jan, my co-host, is from Czech Republic. So hearing all the different backgrounds in Halloween, it was actually really cool. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd recommend checking it out. Um, come out every Monday at 2 o'clock. And next week we're doing sort of like ghost and horror stories from around the world as well. So kind of same mm-hmm. idea um, from the different backgrounds before it was coming from. So mm-hmm. yeah, recommend checking it out. Um, obviously I would, it's my show, but uh, yeah. yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs> don't check out, I don't want you to. Know. Please check out. Is that reverse psychology at the end there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. please don't. <laughs> don't check out my show. It'd be so embarrassing. Oh no, the horror. <laughs> but no, seriously, guys, check it out. It is an awesome podcast, and you'll probably see me um, thank you, thank you. retweeting a lot like about it. But genuinely, it's awesome. 